0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Celtic make it 24 cup wins on the bounce With yesterday's victory against St Johnson Rangers and Kilmarnock have to do it all over again After a share of the spoils on Saturday And will Paul McGinn or Alan Power be in hot water After another weekend of flashpoints I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans After that record for Brendan Rodgers yesterday Here's another game to lift us above all That domestic squabbling The Premiership versus La Liga Scotland versus Spain Pies versus paella Some Celtic fans want foreign referees To guarantee neutrality Well now you're getting one No conspiracies, no agendas No compliance officer As Rod Stewart might have sung About Celtic Park on Thursday night Ole ole, ole ola The disco lights and Valencia Even by your standards That was was quite something You've obviously been working on that all day Uh, Alex Ray, on the field it was... A big weekend Scottish Cup weekend always is um, What did you make of it? Some terrific action Gordon uh, You know Three championship clubs Through to the last eight uh, You know Rangers negotiated A difficult afternoon there Goes to a replay Plenty of talking points In terms of A couple of another Potential uh, Compliance officers You know It's it's week on week uh, Unfortunately this is part of the game And the way we're going forward now We have to deal with this Having said that There's enough football For us to get our teeth sure. into I don't think we need to get Completely bogged down one, um, of the, one of the best things About Celtic's win yesterday Now I know that What Celtic do Is of no interest To anyone but Celtic fans However One of the best things About it was After a weekend Of some fairly Primitive Tackling And red cards And should have been Red cards Here was A display Of football An out and out Display of Top class football And in fairness To St Johnston They didn't try Strong arming Their way out of it when they were two down in less than ten minutes, it was an excellent display from Celtic. Still, one more Scottish Cup tie to come tonight, and then after that, Hugh Evans, the draw, and mm. um, it's getting certainly to the business business end of that yeah. competition. I mean, the Aberdeen, Hibs, there are places Dundee United, there are away games that Celtic and Rangers uh, might not fancy if both of them are in the last eight. Uh, so it's a good. Close to the competition I'm looking forward to it I must say And a fancy Inverness Cali Thistle tonight Sorry Robbo But I just had to see it uh, Alex what about the game On Saturday we, we caught a bit of it Whilst we were still on yeah. Down at Rugby Park The teams are going to have to do it All over again As is often the case When you yeah. go to Kilmarnock y- You don't get a lot no. And, and, and there, there have been Tight encounters down there Yeah it's a difficult place Again you go back to it. I think it was something like Eight uh, games without defeat One loss for Kilmarnock It's a very difficult place to go Gordon They have a, a, a Compact structure They've got players Like Jones Who can cause problems Middle to front uh, And you know Rangers will be happy That they're still in the In the cup Because uh, You know They've seen it Time after time Down there There's been Upsets But Again that goes back To credit for uh, Steve Clark You know What he's done there Has been tremendous But Rangers will go back To Ibrox Feeling as if They can go on And get through that tie In a game which Alfredo Morelos Can play in Remember yeah. Hugh So that the last um, the, the, the the immediate two game ban The extra game added on Has to be a league game So he's back to play this It's at Ibrox Would you expect that to, to make a big difference? Yes I would Because mm-hmm. it was initially thought That Jermaine Defoe would be a handy man To have about the place If Alfredo Morelos was unavailable Jermaine Defoe didn't have a, a vintage night 
at uh, Kilmarnock on Saturday He missed one terrific chance uh, And uh, he had a wee think about Taking a drop in the penalty box as well uh, So when Morelos comes back You have virtually the guarantee of goals I think 01419511025 is the number you need If you're on Twitter we're at Clyde SSB Let's start with yesterday's action shall we Brendan Rogers held a great performance After the 5-0 win against St Johnson He's praised the technique of Scott Brown's long range strike As well as the goal scoring exploits of Scott Sinclair I thought the first 20 odd minutes or so we were, we were very good Quick in our passing created chances, got the first goal, which is always important, especially against St Johnson, who defends so well. So when you get that first one, they've maybe got to come out after you a little bit more. Brownie gets his trademark strike every five years. So uh, wonderful goal, wonderful technique. And then at 2-0, we're in a good place. But I felt after that, we just got a wee bit sloppy. We missed places, passes, positioning, came out of our shape, which didn't allow us to then play through the thirds quick enough. And then we gave them an opportunity yeah, it's got to be made a good save. Uh, so at half time, we then have to re establish the control in the game in terms of our positioning. That allows us to press the game better and it allows us to sustain more attacks. And in the second half, we were excellent. So, uh, very, very good performance and, and through to the next round. It's what he does. He has a goal scorer, even though he plays off the side. The first goal was a great finish. And then uh, he's probably one of the few players that could keep up with Ollie Burke to get in the box when he squares it. Shows a wonderful appetite to, to get in there. And then he's, his third goal is a wonderful piece of skill and, and finish. I think in fairness to Celtic The third game against St Johnston In 11 days Was always Potentially problematic Because You just get fed up The sight yeah. of each other But There were so many positives That Celtic can take from that Another performance from Tolian Who I, I say again Looks a proper footballer to me The unsung Johnny Hayes Did excellently At uh, fullback Even racing forward To set up a goal For James Forrest Scott Sinclair 11 goals in 11 games What can you say about him? And uh, Oliver Burke Warming to the task Up front He just terrorised St Johnston all day long Until he had to go off Yeah he's power and pace Burke uh, causes all sorts of problems And it's, I was talking Prior to coming on the show To you guys about Holding a high line You cannot hold a high line Because nobody at this level Can cope with him physically Running back the way So you have to drop off And allow him to then Go and get the ball And you need cover So uh Two goals within nine minutes, Gordon. Effectively, the tie was finished. Mm. Celtic cantered it. And uh, uh, if you're going to try and get anything against Celtic, you have to keep it kind of closed shop for about 20 minutes. And I mean, Scott Sinclair, Hugh, again, this is nothing new. I, I say this a lot because it comes up a lot. He divides opinion on our phone lines with guys in the last few weeks. Um, not happy with, with his form in the early part of the season. 16 goals so oh. far this campaign. So... He continues, he continues, easy for me to say, to yeah. contribute in that respect. Yeah, uh, you you cannot downplay what he has contributed this season. Uh, everyone harks back to the first season when he was Scotland's Player of the Year. Uh, he was extraordinary in that first season. Scoring on his debut and being terrific throughout from first game to last. Hasn't been the same since, but you cannot quibble with that amount of goals. 0141 That's the number you need to get involved So let's do it Paul is in Kirkintillic What's on your mind tonight Paul? Hey hi guys Hi, uh, hi Alec Hi, hi there Hello How are you doing? Uh, I'm just following up It's kind of To eat a wee bit of humble pie uh, The last three games That I've saw Scott Brown play He's been absolutely brilliant Absolutely brilliant Back to his, his very best uh, Which is probably just What he's He's fit again uh, I, I, I still think it takes away a wee bit from uh, 
Callum McGregor in an attacking sense so that, that's also a tactical thing as well uh, Scott Sinclair as well he's been absolutely brilliant I think he's a different player now than he was the first season I don't think he's di- as direct but you can't argue his goals and I think he's probably going to end up scoring more goals than he did the first season Paul when you say you're on to eat humble pie do you mean you, you doubted whether Scott Brown could get his form back? Yes I did I, did. I thought uh, the, the age he caught him and he wasn't uh, he would never regain it but he obviously he wasn't fit and, and I just realise now how fit he was I mean no humble pie in the sense that I, I never want him to leave it I don't think that, uh, that for a minute but I just thought the last three games he's, he's been back to his very best I thought Scott Brown's value uh, showed up not in the St Johnston game yesterday but in the one that was played the previous Sunday when Celtic had to dig in a bit at McDermott Park and I thought Scott Brown was magnificent throughout that afternoon uh, yesterday Celtic just went to town and did a number on St Johnston and as Alec rightly said the game was effectively over before 10 minutes had been played now Paul I look at two away matches this month Celtic at Kilmarnock on Sunday and then Celtic away to Hearts at Tynecastle before the month ends uh, we all know that Celtic's away form has let them down this season 18 points dropped on the road those two games I think are pivotal to the outcome of the championship I think if Celtic get wins at both places Then you can put the kettle on for eight in a row uh, And Scott Brown I'm sure Will come to the fore in those two matches But he will have to Those will be two big tests of Celtic Paul, Paul hits on a, a, an interesting thing there Gordon When you talk about people's age When you're out for a period of time It takes you longer to then get back up to speed You know when you're younger You have that kind of athleticism Natural energy uh, and he's right in what he said It's taken him a few games to get up I think one of the benefits for Celtic Has most certainly been the six home games Out of seven You know it's worked really well mm-hmm. After the winter break Celtic at home are formidable You know yeah. I think the record this season's. I don't even think they've dropped any points None. So yeah. that suggests it And then going back to the point with Sinclair Sinclair's played 40 games this season 55 last year And then he had that first season He's always been in and around Brendan Rodgers' plans You know, people have been on the show You know, people are saying he's finished His legs have gone the whole bit For me, he's just starting to kind of fit back into where they're at And I think he will be paramount where they want to go for the rest of the season I mean, Hugh, Paul makes an interesting point In that Scott Sinclair's now only nine goals short Of the, the tally he got in the record-breaking debut season When he was, you know, player of the year across yeah. the board And all the rest of it nine, nine goals away from that total You know, you cannot detract from that However, I will make this observation that all around him there are people who are making chances galore for Celtic. Uh, yes, he still has to stick them away, but the, the the pleasing thing for Celtic supporters is that since they came back from Dubai, not a goal conceded, goals galore being scored, and now I repeat, Kilmarnock away on the rubbish pitch and against a team who Stevie Clark has got Performing exceptionally well against Celtic and Rangers And then hearts away Always a test of Celtic or Rangers It's actually a theme by Celtic's wide guys If you look at the goals over the last couple of years you get James Forrest coming in off the right hand side mm-hmm. When they're attacking down the left And vice versa you have Sinclair coming in And the amount of goals they get Tap-ins effectively as well You know, mm-hmm. it, and, and it is a theme So you, know, you have to track them into the box And now you've got Burke Who put two on Scott Sinclair's toes yesterday you know, so not to take away from what he's done in terms of the number of goals he scored, but he is having chances galore made for him. Uh, Paul Scott Brown doesn't score many. He certainly doesn't score many like that, does he? 
No, I, I don't think he expected himself. It was a maybe back to the the young Scott Brown at Hibs. No, it was quite a strike. It was uh, it just kind of topped topped off. Uh, the, the three games that he's been back to his full fitness I feel Alright 01419511025 to join Paul on the lines Twitter is at Clyde SSB um, John Paul Monaghan felt it was uh, 5-0 that flattered St Johnson it could have been 7 or 8 Burke and Sinclair outstanding he says uh, Brendan Rogers says winning the 24th consecutive domestic cup match is a credit to the consistency he also said he'd have no problems starting Johnny Hayes at left back against Valencia tell us what you make of that Guys like Johnny aren't playing so much, but that's a testament to, to really how professional they are and how focused they are. So when they are asked to come in and play, he can play like he did today, which was full of energy, creates a goal, and, and importantly, defend it well. And no concerns if you need to play that left back on, on Thursday night, you showed today. Yeah, yeah, no, no, absolutely. He's a player that can play anywhere on that sort of left side. It's just an un- unfamiliar position for him, but you can see that once he's, he makes a few passes and and just finds he's, he, the space within the position and he's, he can play it very well. I thought today's game would reveal a couple of things. You know, we're playing St Johnson for the fifth time and the third time in a short space of time. And when you play teams, and we'd won four times previous to that, today was going to be the game that would reveal their mentality and the character. Because if they go out and they don't work and they, don't, and they aren't focused and they're not hungry... It can be a really, really difficult game. But I think they've shown that. They've shown their mentality and they showed that quality. And I said to them afterwards, and you've broken another record. I didn't want to mention it before because it just adds a little bit that's not needed. It's another great tribute to, to how well they've been working and, and the level that they've been at for two and a half years now. The point that Brendan Rogers mentioned there was about the 24th consecutive cup yeah. match. Listen, that one speaks for itself. It, I had imagined, but will come to an end at some point. Sure. But whilst it goes on, it's... um. Yeah, I mean, to look back and think he's never lost at a cup match, essentially, as a Celtic manager. Creating history for Celtic is what Brendan Rodgers has done since becoming manager. Uh, There was the treble, which put him into the same category uh, as Jockstein and Martin O'Neill. There was the double treble, never done before in Scottish football. And now Celtic have never won the Scottish Cup three times in a row in 131 years of their history. And the final... This season is on the 25th of May Which is the most famous date in Celtic's 131 year history So that is another target set for Brendan Rodgers If they play as they played yesterday Then of course they would have to be favourites for the tournament A theme of of Brendan Rodgers' time Alex is sometimes players come into the team when you you don't expect it And they, they they make positions their own can you see that applying to Johnny Hayes against Valencia or is that perhaps a, a stretch too far I mean he might, he might have to if yeah, Izaguirre's not fit I think it's down to where if Izaguirre's fit for me he actually starts against Valencia on Thursday uh, Johnny Hayes comfortable yesterday strolled through the game uh, it's a different ball game when you're up against technically different players I, again I think it's a lot easier for guys like Johnny Hayes Ralston things when they're at home because they have so much of the ball domestically I've got to be honest with you, I don't know exactly what Valencia, what are they, 8th or ninth in the league in Spain, but you would like to think that they're technically very good, you know, with some really good players, so it'll be a different proposition if he's playing at uh, left-back come Thursday. Is it becoming quite clear now that Brendan Rodgers sees Oliver Burke as Number a striker? One. As a striker though, because even when he first came in, you know, Edward was injured, so people were still thinking, no, 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 well, you know, when they get all the strikers back... We'll see him come off the right-hand side. It, it looks pretty clear, does it not, that yeah. that's where Brendan Rodgers sees him now up front? Yeah, for me, he's cemented that as his number one position at the moment. Uh, because he's pace and his power, the flexibility. We said when he first came up, I says he can play right across the middle. 
uh, right, central, left. But just because he's so powerful, if you hit balls in behind, he will uh, destroy teams. But he has actually managed to be the number one striker. Now, Edward's still trying to get up to speed. If it was a straight choice, as it currently stands around, the both of them are fit. I think he plays uh, Ollie Burke first. I'm not expecting fans of other teams to to be joyous at Oliver Burke's form, Hugh. But no. if we can take a step back, it would be nice from a Scotland perspective if we had that option going forward. It must be giving uh, Alec McLeish plenty of food for thought at the moment, uh, because at the beginning you thought he looks awkward, ill at ease with his back to goal, and it's not his natural position. However, with each passing game for Celtic. He gets stronger and stronger. Just to introduce a sense of perspective, whether it's Ollie Burke or Hayes at fullback, it's one thing being 2 nothing up against St. Johnson after nine minutes and cruising. It's another thing when it comes to Valencia uh, or other demands that we placed upon Celtic. But at the moment, he is... Celtic's most potent force Oliver Burke 01419511025 is the number you need right now because we're about to talk Kilmarnock against Rangers what did you make of the game all the talking points from Saturday how is it set up ahead of the replay Stephen Gerrard is coming up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors compensation they know the score talk to thompsons.com Hugh Evans and Alex Ray here with me, Gordon Duncan, and tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Let's talk Kilmarnock against Rangers. All your thoughts on that game, whether it was the football, the referee, anything on your mind, 01419511025 is what you need. Stephen Gerrard says he was satisfied with the performance, but says they did not provide enough in the final third. So the Rangers boss says he'll also be interested to see Fallon Power get cited for his challenge on Ryan Jack. And insists he has no issues with Stevie Clark. I thought it was a decent game, considering he was there was no goals. I'm satisfied with, with with our performance. Satisfied, obviously happy with the clean sheet. We came here to get the job done tonight, but unfortunately we couldn't do that. So it goes to a replay, and it's a game we're we're really looking forward to. When I analyse the game, I think we we lacked a little bit in the final third, maybe. Um, Jermaine got that one chance um, at the end, but I'd like us to provide a little bit more, uh, a little bit more invention in in the final third, but. Defensively, we were really, really strong tonight. Besides a little goal mouth scramble, I thought we were we were perfect, and, and that's what we asked. We said before the game, look, a clean sheet minimum keeps you in the cup. Um, but we came here to win the game. Unfortunately, we couldn't do it. But in terms of the performance and, and the outcome, I'm pretty satisfied. Do you think Kilmarnock should have been down to ten then? No comment. But I'll be interested to see whether there's a sighting going on because I don't know who pointed the sightings out, but. I'll be interested to see what happens. Have you and Steve straightened things out this after the game? Not until straight, straighten out, really. I'll go in now and have a have a beer with him and, and we move on. Yeah, I thought they were business-like, the pair of them. Very business-like handshake. Uh, when you see some of the histrionics that went on at the weekend on the touchline. Just like you two, when you come in yes, here before the show. Absolutely. Yes, Civilised stuff. Right. Alec shakes me warmly by the throat and we get on. <laughs> uh, so, uh, it wasn't our classic match. Stephen Gerrard's summary is correct. There was the scramble involving uh, Yusuf Malumbu. Andy Halliday had to get the ball cleared. Uh, Jermaine Defoe did have that chance uh, and didn't take it. So all in all, you couldn't really argue with a replay. No, I think the he touched on all the points that we were kind of speaking about. You know, it was a decent enough game. Um, they wanted a clean sheet. He managed to get that. Final third for me, Gordon. There wasn't enough invention. He's absolutely right. You know, but when you get a penalty, you think to yourself if we can manage to take that, particularly at the time of the game, I think Rangers would have won and won it. 
It would have uh, meant that Kamarnock had to come out and uh, you know try and get that equaliser. However, they've gone back to Ibrox now uh, a week Wednesday. They must be favourites going into that, but you have to say that you know Kamarnock are a difficult opponent these days. Are very resolute and compact, but it should make for a good game. I mean, you don't need me to remind you that you all on Saturday predicted comfortable Rangers wins. Yeah. Um, but again, it just shows how how impressive Kamarnock can be at home. We shouldn't really be surprised, should we? No, not at all. You you look over the course of the time that Steve's been there, he's been really effective. The, the results I've had against both the old firms been impressive. Uh, I've been listening to some of the reports today coming out of Ibrox. How important Morelos is to the cause. Hugh's right in what he says in terms of Defoe. He doesn't bring the same level of physical mm. presence, bringing people into play. And he's probably just, you know, because I think Defoe needs to have a, a foil to play off God. Craig's a Rangers fan in Cumbernauld. What did you take away from Saturday's game, Craig? Hello, how are we doing, gents? Hello. Um, <clears throat> well, I mean, listen, I'm not too worried about the fact that we drew that game. I think, you know, we should be able to go there and beat Kilmarnock. The fact that it's twice in a row we've, we've failed to do that is disappointing. And I think Morelos was, was sorely missed for, for us um, in that game because I think there were chances in that game and there were situations in that game where if Morelos was in the park, he would maybe have scored. I think particularly the, the really good chance that Jermaine Defoe got with the confidence that Morelos has just now in front of goal, I'd have expected him to he put that one away. Um, but to be fair, I also think that the referee, for me, had a bit of a shocker mm. because Alan Power surely should be sent off. I mean, Scott McKenna done pretty much the same thing when he kicked Morelos in the face midweek um, and he's got a rematch ban for that surely Alan Power should be should have been red carded and also received the same ban I don't know how especially when the referee gave it as a book that's what made it worse because he must have seen it so I don't know how he saw that and didn't think that was a red card you're absolutely right Craig see when you look at the, the two points that you make in terms of uh, you know the importance of, of Fredo Morelos I said last week he's the go-to guy He's banging form. He's causing all sorts of problems, and he did miss him. And you're absolutely right with Alan Power uh, situation. How that is not deemed as dangerous uh, is is beyond me. When you can kick someone with your feet five feet in the air, and you've seen it time after time this season. That, but I think it's important just to keep it in the context of that actual game. It's a stonewall red card, and how Alan Muir doesn't give that is beyond me. I agree. Yeah, but I, I think, think you all a... agreed on Saturday, didn't you? When we, we saw it in here. Yeah, uh, I agree, it's a red card My surprise was reading Scott Arfield after the game Who said he didn't think it was a red card Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think he said that as explicitly But he basically said that, he, you know, he, it cleared, that, he, he, yeah, that he, he cleared Alan Power of any intent and so on um, But I mean, the thing is, when you look at the rules It doesn't really have to be intentional If it endangers the safety of an opponent yeah. in that way I I have this theory And I, I expressed it This morning In the, the, the online column On the Clay One website I think You can Slaughter Referees And we have You can slaughter The disciplinary system And people have But I'm looking at The indiscipline of players now I'm looking at Two Incidents In the St Mirren Dundee United Cup tie That were Beyond horrendous One get a red card one didn't get a red card, but might yet get a red card. And I think Alan Power was reckless and dangerous as well. It's time to have a wee look at players and their misconduct. I and think, I think they, sorry, Gordon, I actually think the, the problem with most fans in general is the consistency. Because when you look at the both instances, you're thinking to yourself, how is that not given? You know, in terms of both of them should have been red and yet they weren't a yellow. 
And then when you look at ones throughout the course of the season, they are. Uh, and then there's retrospective as well. But it's a lack of consistency is a problem oh. here. And now here comes the fun part. Hugh Keevans, Darren McKinnon, Hamilton Ackies earlier this season had a yellow upgraded to a red. Darnell yeah. Johnson from Hibs during the week had a yes. yellow upgraded to a red. So it can it can be done if yes. the referee says that he didn't see the full extent of it. I think we got that across quite well on the show last week. Um, so again, now it's a, a waiting game to find out if, if that happens in the case of Alan Power or not. Well, you know, fans will have their own view of these things, but every time I see it, it looks more and more like a red card to me. And every time I see the incident involving uh, Paul McGinn of St Mirren at the weekend, it looks more and more like a red card to me. And Willie Collum has an unobstructed view from six Five feet yards. away. Yeah, you know, and and somehow doesn't see it. Craig, you want back in? Yeah, well, I just I think the, the lads are absolutely spot on what they're saying, and I mean, obviously, even the some ones I've seen as well, and that that was outrageous. And I think um, just what you were saying, I like about Scott Arfield and you know his sort of defence. You know, it does intent doesn't matter. You know, intent follows the book, as it were. Um, and whatever his intent was, he shouldn't be that high. I also wanted to ask the guys quickly though whether they thought there could have been a case that cut Broadfoot could have been lucky not to have received a second booking. And been sent off because yeah. already yeah. been in a booking, making that cynical challenge he made. For me, I've seen that being given as a second booking more often than not. So I think Kamalik could have found himself down to nine men. Yeah, I mean ten. Cup Broadfoot gave me my favourite moment of the weekend. <laughs> really? He cuddles, he cuddles the ball in both arms. Yes, and then when the referee. Gives a penalty He gets up and makes that gesture Where he puts his hands On both sides of his head And says I can't believe He gave a penalty the, A penalty was the only thing He could give So for me That was my favourite moment The daftest moment Of the weekend But Craig is absolutely right The the challenge In the centre circle It's cynical me, here yes, It's cynical yeah. He's actually just Taking them out of the game He it's just also, runs across the face And just takes the player down He's no intention Of playing the ball When it's a yellow card It's also stupidity <laughs> You're on a yellow card Don't give the referee Another excuse To send you off And he did And he should have been Thanks to Craig and Cumbernauld Stevie Clark says He's got no complaints About the draw with Rangers Says they'll be competitive When they head to Ibrox For the replay next Wednesday He says there was nothing To smooth out with Stephen Gerrard The exchanges before the match Were all part of the game He says Good cup that yeah Two fully committed teams Obviously we got the break With the penalty save But we also missed a couple of Big chances in that goal mouse scramble in the first half. So no, no, I thought two good teams. No complaints about the draw. We'll look forward to the replay. Thought we defended well from the front. Defended well. It's always difficult against good teams. So when you limit their chances, it's always good. Still confident going to Ibrox. It's not a case of chance missed here. Yeah, of course. We've been to Ibrox already this season. We didn't lose. Uh, we've been there before in, in my time at the club. We always go there. We're always competitive. Tie still open. Rangers will be slight favourites now, but we're still in it. Going to have a chat with Stephen then? Yeah, I've just bumped into him going down the stairs. Yeah, we're going to have a little chat. I'm just going to have a little chat like I do with all the managers that come here. No, not clear they are nothing. No problems. It's okay. It's all part of the game, eh? No worries. No, no worries at all with Stephen. We'll have a good chat. Yeah, I mean, they're far too experienced, far too professional. This is a, a storm in a teacup They've had their little spat And that's that It's over and done with And uh, they, they know they've got a cup tie to win And Stevie Clark summed it up perfectly there Rangers will start as the favourites But Kilmarnock, you cannot write them off They said all the right things there Steve Clark says they'll go to Ibrox They'll be uh, you know, competitive 
uh, Rangers are slight favourites And uh, you know They've been there before Got results So this is very much In the balance But again I go back Alfredo Morello's back in, in, Into the Rangers mm. team I think that'll make A big difference 01419511025 Is the number Andy has dialed He's a Rangers fan uh, From Motherwell What's on your mind tonight Andy? Well good evening um, Three quick points If possible I want to make my first two first And then make my, my last one If I can Sure uh, I want to quickly talk about The penalties at Aberdeen Um the sending it off rather I think Morelos was I think it was slightly harsh getting them sent off but I can understand why the referee sent him off McKenna again should have been sent off and McGregor I've no qualms with McGregor being sent off as, as well um, the second point is I was on here a few weeks ago saying to Gordon Diel that if we take McGregor and Morelos out of that Rangers team I still think we're bang average I think the, the, the defence has showed up slightly but I, I, again I, I still think the team's slightly very very average and I think they're going to struggle to to compete with Celtic for the years to come. Um, what's the panel's thoughts, please? Well, uh, Andy, the, I think the thing is when Stephen Gerrard took over the club uh, in the summer, the club was in disarray. You know, the number of players that have went out the door, and then obviously there's been a kind of massive influx of players coming in. I think over the course of that period, for Rangers to be six points behind, they will be relatively, I would say, comfortable where they should be because. They've managed to step up to the plate after the you know with the old firm game and then Aberdeen the other night or it could have been more, uh, and I think this is a kind of trying to bridge the gap as best possible in the shortest period of time possible and give Stephen Gerrard the support over that period. Celtic are by far the benchmark because of the resources they have. If you look at the budget, it goes into tens of millions more than everybody else. And I mean Rangers, it's even more than the rest. So he has to bridge that gap. McGregor's been an absolutely top top. Uh, signing And Alfredo Morelos Is the best centre forward In Scotland So when you You're right me you say If you take the two of them out McGregor for me Has been brilliant So they are bound to miss them So uh, You know But Rangers Have to continue To bring players Of that calibre in So that they can yeah. Actually get that gap But We've got what 7 12 games left Gordon I think it is 12 games left uh, Before the end of the season If Rangers can claw back Some points Over the course of the next 7 games Before the split then St- Stephen Gerrard and Rangers will feel as if they've still got a right good fighting chance to try and take this title from. And and if you'd have said that to Rangers fans at the beginning of the season, they'd have bitten your hand off. Celtic have been superb since they came back from Dubai. But the the, the fixtures have been favourable. They have also played the majority at Celtic Park. They are getting better and better. Players are coming back now from injury. Uh, and they look more and more impressive, Celtic. But... The championship is still a viable proposition. Two games, Kilmarnock away, Hearts away before the end of this month. I'd like to see how Celtic get on in both of those games, given that their away form, the loss of 18 points so far this season, has been a feature, a negative feature of their season. Uh, Andy, it doesn't think, it doesn't appear that you feel as if the foes. Able to step into Morelos's boots, or, you know, or fill them. But I mean, he, he has scored three goals since he came. Are you talking more about the, the overall impact on a game? I think if you look at Saturday's game, um, Gordon was very disappointed. I thought one for Gerard should have went four four two because I think he's, exte- he's expecting Morelos uh, Defoe rather to step in and do the job of Morelos. That's never going to happen because that's not the type of player Defoe is. He's not going to chase long balls. He's not going to be a physical presence. I mean, our, our strategy was to, to fire long balls to Tavernier. I mean, what's that all about? You know, he, again, he's making his changes far too late. He should have had Lafayette on at half-time, went 4-4-2, forget the diamond, 
And if he's wanting to play that long ball knockout, he's got to bring Lafferty on to try and knock the ball down for the four. I mean, a tactics with a, a right back to play long balls to a right back to head down to, well, I, I assume, to four. It was just very, very bizarre, Gordon. You know, very bizarre. I don't, I don't understand Gerard at times. Again, his he's, he's substitutions are far too late. It's the old stick that a lot of fans beat managers with yeah. the, the timing of substitutions. I mean, oh, listen, Morelos couldn't play at the weekend. So, so, so that aside, most of the Rangers yeah. fans that we saw coming through on the, on the phones and on social media were happy, if you like, with that lineup because you know yeah. had McCrory still in there doing that that job and and yeah, Candace yeah, and, and, and Kent. So we we spoke, Gordon. We spoke before the game and how Rangers would shape up. We all said that the best shape they could go was a four-two-three-one, which meant Defoe would have to go through the middle himself. Um, but I totally agree with Andy in terms of when you're playing with Defoe through the middle, you don't get what Morelos brings to it because he manages to bring people into play, which allows runners to go, you know, and, and he brings a lot of different mm. things. And I think that Defoe has to play with a, another centre forward, so that kind of reinforces what Andy's saying. And that only one would have to be mm. uh, Lafferty up front. So. Ultimately, you know, is he going to do that again come what, a week Wednesday? Uh, and Andy, this doesn't happen very often. We've got a Celtic fan on sticking up for Rangers. He says, as a Celtic fan, I have to say Ryan Kent is far from average. That was Anthony on Twitter. You not, you not buying Ryan Kent's contribution, Andy? I think Ryan Kent, uh, he can he, he shows glimpses of what he can do. Gordon, you know, he's either brilliant or he, can he, he seems to kind of fade out again. I think the guys get unbelievable talent, and I've tried to sign him definitely as, as a permanent deal. Uh, but the players have got to play around the bottom. You know, if you look at the midfield, I think our midfields are wrong. If you look at McCrory, Jack, and Arfield, if you look at Celtic's midfield. They've got McGregor, they've got Christie, they've got pace, power. You know, I don't. McCrory for me is not ready for first team. Jack's not consistent enough, and Arfield, I think, a great player, but he just he struggles with the legs a bit. You know, I think we need. I'm not saying Greg Docker is the answer, but a Greg Docker type player who's box to box midfielder who's got the, the energy, the pace. You know. To, to try and last the 90 minutes Especially the, uh, the legs So You know I think we really need to look at the midfield Because our midfields know I mean How many, how many goals this season Have midfielders scored they're, they're not, if it, Take my For instance Our midfielder uh, uh, You've got Ryan Jack Scoring a couple of goals um, Arfield's pitched in But you know Apart from that uh, I don't really see What's coming through The midfield Okay thank you to Andy In Motherwell Clyde one. The cash register with wholesale domestic bathrooms Hillington and their fantastic winter sale in store and online. Now in today's cash register with wholesale domestic bathrooms in Hillington, Grant made the call and Emma missed out on over eight thousand pounds because she didn't answer her phone within five rings. I bet Emma will never let her phone ring longer than that ever again. So tomorrow it is a rollover. Listen to Bowie at breakfast for the amount tomorrow morning at 8am. Then be ready to answer the phone within the five rings if Grant Thompson calls you after 3pm across the Hits Network. To enter, text yes to 61025. That's yes to 61025. £2 to play plus your standard message rate. Here's the key part. Make sure you're listening to Bowie at breakfast at 8 tomorrow. They'll tell you how much you could win Write it down. Full T's and C's and online entry are on our website. You could be the next winner on Clyde One's cash register with wholesale domestic bathrooms in Hillington. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Amber, the consummate professional, managing to get through the travel there when the infamous Nokia <laughs> rang just Did before... Just before she was able to start Get that thing Get away Anyway 0141 At Clyde SSB on Twitter Stephen Is a Rangers fan in Cardonald What's on your mind tonight Stephen? Just 
obviously the last caller said Ross McCrory isn't ready for the first team football. Stephen, about fifty of your fellow Rangers fans have tweeted in also unhappy with that comment. So on you go, defend them. The boy's been the best player in the club. No, Stephen's line is clearly not very good Let's try and get that cleared up a little bit We got the first yeah. bit He was trying to say that McCrory's best, been best the best player, player on the park Yeah well you look at his game against uh, Celtic At Ibrox I thought he was absolutely excellent on the day You look at You take the more recent one uh, I think Scott Arfield came out today And says he's one of the better midfielders That's doing that screening role Putting the block on He's a, a an athlete the boy uh, But he's a work in progress as well You know what I mean Gordon Because he's still relatively young In the grand scale of things He's just what, 50 games in for Rangers So uh, And if you're trying to develop A young midfielder Hugh Who better Than Steven Gerrard And Gary McAllister So they will be helping him All the way But he's starting to make A really good impact uh, As uh, young McCrory Let's see if we've got Stephen back Stephen can you hear us? I am here Right The last thing we heard you say Was that McCrory's been The best player in the park recently Right I understand like, Even the games My point is Surely he can't be far away From a Scotland cap From the first team Ooh. Well, there comes that moment when you have to remind yourself that Alec McLeish only pick eleven players. Well, you know, the squad he's talking about, though, not yeah. necessarily the starting eleven. But uh, I'm quite certain that Alec will have him on his radar. Uh, but it's it's early in his development yet. As as Alec said, it's early in his development at Rangers. Never mind the international level. I think sometimes we thrust. Players into the international spotlight Before they're actually ready for it What do you make of that shout Alex what, Who would he be up against If you're going at previous squads You're looking at John McGinn Stuart Armstrong McGregor. Ryan Christie Callum McGregor for sure Scott McTominay's been there Even you know Ryan Jack's been in squads Is is that a fair shout Or is it too early I think it's a little bit early For uh, your McCrory To be making that leap I think he's making great strides I really do I think you know When you look at his, the impact He's actually starting to have In, in games uh, but I think these boys are actually playing at a, a longer period. Some of them have more experience, but I don't doubt somewhere down the line that Alex will introduce him if he continues to play because there will be games where Scotland are up against really good opposition. They'll be looking for guys to put blocks on and kind of try and re, uh, regain the ball off of, off of them. And uh, I think uh, young McCrory would very much come into that bracket. Isn't that a wonderful insight into how supporters look at football? Andy says McCurry's not there Not good enough for Rangers Stephen says Not only is he good enough for Rangers He should be in the Scotland squad Stephen I take it From what you mean High praise You, you want to see him Very much keeping that place In the, the starting 11 at the moment I go every week And you see the energy Like Sunday there Saturday night there he's, Rangers lost the ball At the edge of their box At the edge of Commandant's box And McCrory ran 60 yards And won the tackle and then put Rangers on the break And he still gets criticised And he, he does it every week like he's, he's playing His movement off the ball is frightening Yeah I mean let me ask you Alex I know you're very, always really interested in, in midfield players And different types You you said he's a work in progress What what are his next What are his next steps if you like What would you what, where Where is the room for improvement Well I, I totally agree with the caller there In terms of um, You know getting about the pitch That He's a very athletic boy He's covers the ground brilliantly for me, it's about his next stage of his development is to actually start taking control of the game. You know, starting to kind of thread passes, keeping things ticking over and making things happen within a game. Maybe add a, I know I know he's a holding midfielder, maybe add a couple of goals as well to his game uh, and try and get more rounded in all aspects so that if he's asked to just move forward one, you know, because if I think for going forward for Rangers as well, I know they like to play the 4-2-3-1, but there will be games, particularly at Ibrooks, where you might have a one-sitter 
And then somebody going mm. You know with two in front So you know The, the, the versatile, versatility That he can bring to the game Improving on that Middle to front stuff Keeping things Ticking over for me Here's a name we don't get Mentioned on the show Too often Hugh Scott's on Twitter He says he watched Marvin Comper today For yes. Celtic's reserves He says I'm amazed he can't Get into the Celtic squad He looked better Than some of the defenders We have Plus what a prospect Armstrong Okoflex is Yeah young boy Up from Arsenal On a permanent deal At Celtic I looked at the team On social media And I have a confession to make I did not even know That Doris De Vries Was still at the club and yet he played in goal uh, It shows you the number of players Knocking around Lennox Town I really didn't know That Doris De Vries Was still at the club Marvin Compere If you're Peter Lawwell You must wake up In the middle of the night Sometimes and think How much are we paying him? Uh, you know 83 minutes In the Celtic first team Since coming from The Bundesliga Bale played today as well Didn't he? Yeah He got an hour Didn't score But uh, you know He's obviously very much a work in progress for Brendan Rodgers But it just shows you Scott Allen was there as well But he's off to Hibs shortly uh, It shows you the number of players at Celtic Thanks to Stephen, a Rangers fan in Cardonald Let's move on with Jim Who's a Celtic fan in Springburn Hi Jim Hi Gordon, how you doing? Good, you thank you Alex? Hi there Hi, uh, and I knew this, this was going to happen tonight My main voice was early but But uh, I knew this was going to happen with uh, the power tackle on uh, Was it Ross Jack? Ryan Jack, Ryan Jack. Ryan Jack yeah. yeah Yeah But last week We had all these people Defending uh, Morales He knew where to put his feet uh, McGregor made himself small uh, To me That boy didn't mean it There was no intent You don't need intent Jim In terms of the wording uh, of no. the law No I know Alec But there was no intent If that was me and you Playing a five-a-side game I would say to you, I'm very sorry. Jim, if you, Jim, if you, can, Jim, if you can get your leg up that high, I'd be surprised. <laughs> but no, listen. Well, hey, I'm a good, I'm, I'm athletic, Alex. <laughs> but the, the actual wording of the law is endangering an opponent. It doesn't matter whether it's intentional or not, Jim. And that's the reason why I said it was a stonewaller at the time. Because most people agree that he didn't mean it, but that's that doesn't tend to come into it with those types of challenges. I think, I think when you're actually hitting an opponent with your foot, the force that you're hitting, even at that close proximity mm. is extremely dangerous. We are now in the midst of an epidemic. Yeah. Because everyone wants everyone else to be punished or to have retrospective action taken against them. It's all a matter of a personal interpretation, Jim. For Alec Ray, it's a red card. For me, it's a red card. And for you, it isn't. Well, we could argue all night, but it's reckless, dangerous and he should have gone off I think at the break We'll see if you Hugh Evans, Can get your foot high enough To kick Alex Ray that, that, that's, a, that's something I think I we could set up Get the video going Put that out there on Twitter The people want to see that Give him a very nasty Kick in the knee But I don't yeah. know if he'd get any higher Jim what was your point About Oliver Burke You said you had Oliver Burke I think uh, I would love him to stay at Celtic I don't think they're going To have the money But The big guy Is just power And pace And uh, I'd I'd love to see him playing against Valencia on Thursday night and just running at them and because uh, I don't think anybody can uh, cope with the big guy and the, when the, it, when he has a shot on target it's on target. The the negative side of the loan system is that supporters like Jim get very fond of uh, Oliver Burke or Timothy Weir or Jeremy Tollian and at the end of the season they're off. Because there's no way that Celtic would pay the, the money required to make Ollie Burke a permanent transfer. You, the best you could hope for in the case of Timothy Weir is that 
PSG might agree to another season on loan He, 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 he becomes 19 this month He's still a very young man uh, And Tolyan There might be a chance that Borussia Dortmund Who were willing to let him go mid-season Might be willing to let him go on a mm. permanent basis Tolyan, I repeat, looks a real classy act Just quickly, we're running a bit late Alex yep. Ray But he, he got a slight knock in his ankle all over Burke If he shakes that off he, mean, starts. He, he starts against Valencia, doesn't he? I think Jim makes a very uh, good point there. I'm actually really looking forward to Burke playing against players of that level. Yeah. With the greatest respect to the level which we're playing at the moment, I think you're going back up to good international standard uh, at Valencia and it'll be a really good yardstick for guys like Jim and myself to see how he copes at that level. Beat the pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. It is Beat the Pundit time The chance for you to come on Show off your footballing knowledge Win a signed ball And get one over On Alex Rear Hugh Keevans in the process We've got an added bonus for you tonight as well Just for getting on You don't even need to get any questions right But if you get through To play Beat the Pundit You're going to win yourself A pair of tickets to the Premier League Darts At the Hydro On Thursday I know you all love the darts Every time we do a darts competition The phones go mad So 01419511025 You only have until the news at 7 o'clock Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors A team that gets results every week Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Evans and Alex Ray are here with me Gordon Duncan and tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We are about to hear from one of the country's finest goal machines Stay tuned to find out who that is the Pundit With goals in the Scottish Sun The SPFL and EPL latest Every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday Before we do anything It's time for Beat the Pundit Hugh and Alex are standing by They've been studying all weekend And one of them is up against Aaron Who's a Rangers fan from Bathgate How are you Aaron? Not bad yourself Gordon? Not too bad at all And of course Aaron You don't even need to get any right Even if you hung up the phone right now Well not quite so Don't try it But nevertheless You've got two tickets for the Premier League Darts It's back to the Hydro this Thursday all the top boys are going to be there Van Gerwen, Peter Wright, Van Barneveld um, It's week two of this year's tournament It is also Valentine's Day Aaron I don't know if that's going to, um, is that ah, going to no affect chance. your plans Go with one of my pals oh, You're going to get away with that oh, Right okay um, But listen you can make a date of it anyway A number of tickets are still available by the way folks If you want to just buy them SSEHydro.com But luckily for Aaron Tonight Tomorrow and Wednesday We're giving a pair away To whoever comes on And plays Beat the Pundit So enjoy that When it comes around Aaron Let's toss the coin And see who you're up against um, On Beat the Pundit tonight Is it going to be Hugh Keevans Or is it going to be Alex Ray Heads It's Hugh Tails it's Alex And it's Tails Alex Ray Against Aaron From oh. Bathgate Let me give you a bit of Clyde 2 in your ear Have you ever played before Aaron? I've never played First time caller Oh right Okay don't Was it the darts Was it the darts that hooked you in? No, I just fancy that. Alright, good. That's what I like to hear. Right, you've got 30 seconds. You'll be up against Alex. You can pass, so if you're going to do it, do it quick and move on. You've got 30 seconds. You ready? Yep. Good man. Your time starts now. Which two teams face each other in the Scottish Cup tonight? Ross County and Inverness. In 1977, who left Celtic to join Liverpool? Kerry How many goals has Stephen Dobie scored in all competitions this season? 38. Who's the head coach of Scotland's under 19s? Gemmel. Jack Harper is a Scottish footballer who plays for which Spanish team? Malaga. What was the final score of Hearts Auchinleck Talbot? 4 0 Hearts. Who plays at Gayfield? Arbroath. And what nationality is former Rangers defender Marvin Andrews? Trinidad and Tobago. Okay, doke. 
Alex Ray, can you hear us? Yes. You can, right. Same set of questions to you, shall we? Yep. Which two teams face each other in the Scottish Cup tonight? Inverness, Ross County. In 1977, who left Celtic to join Liverpool? Kenneth Leith. How many goals has Stephen Dobie scored in all competitions this season? Who's the head coach of Scotland's under-19s? Gemmo. Jack Harper's a Scottish footballer who plays for which Spanish Malaga. team? What was the final score of Hearts, Auchinleck, Talbot? 4-0 What Scottish club plays at Gayfield? Uh, East Fife And what nationality's former Rangers defender Marvin Andrews? Trinidad and Tobago Okay, doke uh, Aaron, how do you think that went? Your first time playing it was, oh, Certainly not, sounded not confident too bad. Not, not too bad, bad, he says Wait till you hear these <laughs> Wait till you hear these scores, Alex Ray <laughs> Let's go through them uh, Who plays each other tonight in the Scottish Cup? It's, it's the El Quesico As they call it <laughs> As no one calls it But they should um, It's Ross County Inverness So it's one all In 77 Who left Celtic to join Liverpool? Kenny Dalgleish Two all How many goals does Stephen Doby have in all competitions this season? Alex said 37 Aaron said 38 and the answer is 38 oh, You are no. out by one So this every week as well Aaron Aaron takes the lead 3-2 Who's the head coach of Scotland 19s? Do you know what? As far as wrong answers go You both went for Scott Gemmell Not bad It's Billy Stark mm. uh, Jack Harper is a Scottish footballer Who plays for Malaga You both got it right So Alex still trails by one What was the final score of Hartsock and Lake Talbot? 4-0 You both got it right So Alex trails by one What Scottish team plays at Gayfield? It's Arbroath Oh he's beat me Aaron got it it stretches two in front And it doesn't matter then That you both got Marvin Andres Is from Trinidad and Tobago well done, One, two, three, four, five, six, seven For Aaron And five for Alex Ray mm. Aaron Signed ball Tickets to the darts Probably the top Listener score of the year Superb Good man ah, Well done Aaron That was magnificent It's quite simple Give the ball to the missies For Valentine's Day And take her to the darts <laughs> Brilliant <laughs> oh, uh, Well done Give me some money <laughs> Good man That was Aaron in Bathgate Winning on Beat the Pundit And winning a pair of tickets To the Premier League darts At the Hydro this Thursday Thanks to our friends at PDC Stay tuned all this week We're going to do the same again tomorrow And the same again when, what, what a Valentine's night that'll be We went to the last one Didn't we Alex? We did actually yes Valentine's setting For you No no. no, not quite But you never know You could make it work I, I, I'm just trying to imagine If I gave Lady Keevan a, a football for Valentine's Day I thought you were going to say If you took her to the darts To the darts, yeah Well, would that'd it. be okay, yeah Is so she back yet, night. actually? Is she back? You had, you yeah, had an empty yeah, this weekend I, I, You were. I'm now back to three square meals a day Oh, good And you, does that mean you, you don't get to watch the football anymore? There's more of a, a shared television well, schedule I, I was going to get I, I can watch Celtic and Valencia If my son-in-law comes up to watch it Now he tells me he's got a ticket for it So Mm. Alex he's coming out of yours So just make sure you've got the, the kettle on for him 01419511025 I did say we were about to hear from The country's finest goal scorer at the moment That man Stephen Doby How many goals has he got this season again? 38 That's a body blower uh, Incredible So we're going to hear from him I don't know if you've seen the goal that he scored yesterday If you haven't Check it out It's quite something But let's speak to Chris Who is a Rangers fan in Dumbarton Hi Chris Hi panel Hi Chris um, Apologies, but I'm on for a bit of a, a moan or, or kind of rant tonight. Um, what, you're for. And what I want to complain, <laughs> what I want to complain about is, um, first of all, I don't grudge my club support or money on any level. I've been to every Rangers home game this season, including Europe and the friendlies, and I've got to as many away games as I can get a hold of a ticket for. But I went down to Rugby Park on Saturday night, paid twenty-eight pound for the ticket, which was twenty-seven quid plus one pound booking fee. Watched what can hardly be described as a classic football match and go home tonight to find out that the replay next Wednesday we're getting charged another £27 
for the replay. I think that is absolutely scandalous. Um, I know that the price has to be agreed between both clubs, but surely they, they need to have some consideration for both sets of supporters, Kilmarnock and Rangers fans, that they've already paid a fair whack for a fifth, fifth round Scottish Cup tie, not a European game, not a quarter-final, not a semi-final, a fifth round tie, and it's going to be the best part of 55, 56 quid all in. I, I just think it's a disgrace and what you, see, what you think about that. Yeah, I mean, Chris is right, Hugh, and the, the, the clubs do have to agree. It's, it's, it's not about you know pointing the finger but I don't really know how you could disagree with what Chris says. If you're if you're a fan, that is a heck of a lot of money to have to pay. Without doubt, uh, I know that it created quite a storm on social media. The only area where I would quibble with Chris is that when you buy a ticket for a football match, it is no guarantee of a good football match. So you know you you, you buy the ticket, and you take your chances in terms of the quality of the game. However, I do understand that when there is a replay. And the prices are pitched at the level at which they have been pitched, then there has to be a cause for concern. And you know, the Rangers fans for the last seven or eight years have stood by their team and uh, have turned out their tens of thousands at Ibrox for lower league football. And I think perhaps they're looking for a little payback, and it hasn't arrived. Especially because a replay yeah. is something you don't you don't know if it's going to happen. So you don't budget for it, Alex. So th- there's clearly. It's seen as an opportunity to, to make some more money Maybe that's why the, the prices are so high But having said that Is it is it not a great opportunity To just do something with the fans in Absolutely. mind first And I, you I, would say this about any club I, I totally agree with Chris 100% I seen it uh, when it was announced earlier on in social media And I thought He makes a very valid point £56 Hugh mm. For you know two games If they had to come out and say it's maybe 18 20 quid. I don't think anybody would have batted an eyelid I think they're very reasonably priced You know the kids maybe about £8 for yeah. concessions So it is uh, rather excessive and, um, you know, I, I would imagine it would be a sellout again just because of the numbers that the, the Rangers fans have been turning out. I think the fans are looking for a gesture. Yeah, it, it needn't be a dramatic gesture. You don't need to have the prizes. But you are looking for some kind of gesture. As I say, if for no other reason that Chris and tens of thousands of supporters like him have sat through the Anne yeah. years and the Peterhead years and the Alloa years... Uh, and they were looking for In this instance A little payback time th- And it hasn't materialised Because I think we saw across the board At the weekend didn't we See if you looked at the pictures Alex yep. That we, we didn't get great crowds At the weekend I think yeah. Tynecastle had a decent crowd They they had some sort of arrangement yep. to, to, to boost numbers But because season tickets Do cost a lot When the cup games come around And if, if they're not on it is a, It's a stretch for people And that was reflected In the crowds at the weekend Yeah and I think One of the things as well If you just take Rangers In, in isolation um, You know They've had European games As well Over the courses So You're absolutely right In what you say there In terms of Trying to get the pricing Right for this Because As I said earlier on I feel as if the Rangers fans Will turn out In a really big numbers Both clubs Will you know, benefit from the replay as well in terms of carving up the money over the you know yeah, split, isn't split. It yep. So I just felt as if it was probably the wrong thing to do. Chris, yeah. So just to come back in there. Um, I, I, I know obviously we've got a really loyal and passionate support, but I don't think that game will sell out because, as you have said, this isn't on the season books. Yeah. Um, and at twenty-seven pound a ticket on a Wednesday night, um, I, I think you're going to see about thirty thousand there, which isn't a bad crowd. You know what I mean? But I, I think there was an opportunity to make this, as you said, maybe 15, 16, 17 pounds a ticket, sell the place out, 
get people mm-hmm. that maybe don't come along every week and you know both clubs benefit as much from the, the empty seats as I said that maybe I'll be wrong but I'll be genuinely surprised if that game sells out next Wednesday night and Chris this is by no means my area of expertise stop me if I'm making no sense are you do you feel obliged to buy a ticket? Is there some sort of cup ticket scheme that you're you're a part of? And yeah. if you if you don't buy one, then you know you'll miss out in the future. Well, so I signed up to the continuous credit card scheme for every game at the start of the season. Um, so that includes all non-season ticket home games, which included European. I signed up for the friendlies as well. So obviously, I, you know, it's, it was my own choice to do that, but. I did just think, you know, given that a lot of supporters travelled down and paid a high price on Saturday night, we might have got something a little bit back from, as I said, from both clubs uh, to take into consideration, you know, Kilmarnock's fans as well that have yep. paid, so... I, I'm, yeah. tried, I'm trying to play devil's advocate here and I, I could imagine somebody at Rangers saying, well, the overheads will be the same. You know, we'll have to have the same police, the same stewards, the same catering, uh and that's my guess But as I say the, the fans are looking for A gesture And it's not been forthcoming If this question had been On Beat the Pundit What time does Ross County Inverness kick off at I don't think you two Would have gone with it Because I yes. saw the shock In your face When the teams came out The tunnel there yeah, I wouldn't so, be surprised If Aaron got it He was in fire that one uh, So it's a quarter past seven Kick off clearly Between Ross County And Inverness The final place um, In the next round Of the Scottish mm. Cups We'll We'll watch that with interest. Is there a reason you're going for the visitors and, and not the hosts in this I, one? I just think, uh, you know, Ross County, yes, they've had a, a, an outstanding season, but that wee man Robbo, John Robertson, uh, Inverness Cali Thistle, they've hung in there all season long. And uh, I think they, if there's a natural order up there, Inverness Cali Thistle see themselves as being uh, bigger, bigger and more successful well, than I'll go Ross for County. County and we'll have a wee debate on Saturday That's about it. this. Good That'll stuff. Thank you to Chris and Dumbarton. It's 01419511025 to join us on the phones. Let's hear from Stephen Doby. No matter what team you support, you must be interested in the thoughts of a man who has scored 38 goals this season. It's only the 11th of February. He's hoping to beat a Queen of the South record of 41. I think he's got a good Scoot chance. Scoot uh, that was set by Nicky Clark and Jimmy Rutherford. His goal against Aberdeen yesterday was the 38th of the season. He says it was one of his best ones yet. Dykes laid it off and I just took a few touches forward. I heard someone shouting man on, so I thought, just. <laughs> it's a, uh, I think he's going to catch me, so I just, just went for it and luckily it went in. Where does it rank in the goals that scored? Yes, yeah, I would say it's up there, but obviously it's consolation now, so I think the more meaningful goals. Is when you actually achieve something in one. So I'll have a wee look at it maybe tomorrow and then we'll forget all about it. I'm just enjoying my football. The boys run about me. As I said, I've said many a times they're doing all the running for me. Uh, and this season they just seem to keep going in. So hopefully it will continue. And I've, I've been uh, trying to break the Queen's record. So I need another four to beat, to beat that. So that's my aim. Uh, let's not lose sight of the fact that Queen of the South lost quite heavily And Aberdeen yes. have progressed So well done to them But it just shows you what Stephen Dobie is doing this season yeah. that, that he somehow comes out with a lot of the headlines from yesterday Yeah, he's a championship phenomenon Because, you know, he's not scoring his goals In the bottom tier of Scottish football Or in uh, the juniors He's scoring goals at a very decent level The second tier of Scottish football And uh, at his age, I... I bet he wishes he was a decade younger Because he'd be on a right big transfer move Yeah I just looked it up um, Just to be accurate Shares a birthday with me if you care But he's 36 mm. He's a good bit older um, But Alex 
Right, the numbers well, We've done that throughout the course of the yep. season We always speak about them on a Saturday The numbers are incredible But what about the quality of that strike yesterday? For anyone yeah. who's under any illusions That he's he's maybe just a good poacher Or he's a, he's a good yeah. um, opportunist How difficult a skill is what he did yesterday? It's a very good technical ability, Gordon Because when you get out of your feet And you're being chased by people either side uh, And the execution To get the power and pace and the accuracy and he has actually done this over the course of his career Gone, I worked with him at Blackpool Stephen has that in his ability uh, In his repertoire rather And uh, at 36 years of age To be hitting 38 goals And we still have a couple of months of the season go to go Is absolutely remarkable I've said for, I don't know, the last couple of years He should have been playing at a higher level He's based in uh, St Anne's, I think uh, Lytham St Anne's And he comes up for the games uh, And I think mm. the arrangement suits him But I think for me personally I would have rather played at the higher level But he seems to be really comfortable there and uh, He's banging them in for fun I mean there are various aspects of that arrangement Which, which do suit him Hugh It's not that you know your St Mirren's or your Dundee's Or your mother will don't think he's good enough for the top no. flight it's, you know, It suits him to stay at Queen of the South um, But I mean the, He's talking about beating the Queen of the South record of 41 even you, even one of your wayward predictions Couldn't stop him doing that surely He needs no, to be away He probably have done it by the end of February uh, so the, the fact that he lives in Lytham St Anne's He could train on the beach at Blackpool Or he could run up and down the tower For all they care uh, Queen of the South Because he's been he's been terrific It's just a shame as I say That he's at the end of his career And not at a stage where Someone would really take a punt on him He can't score that many goals uh, And not be worthy of someone's interest You're not starting a, a campaign quite yet For a, a Scotland call up for the next game? Sorry Stephen, that ship has sailed Okay, 01419511025 John's a Rangers fan from Hamilton, hi John Hi Gordon, hi panel um, Yeah, so my, my point this evening was just around Saturday's game And um, I just appreciate you kind of your thoughts on it I just find from time to time and more more so often That I'm, I'm sitting around 60-70 minutes just screaming at the, the television Hoping that I get heard somewhere um, <laughs> by kind of Stephen Gerrard To try and make a substitution I just feel as if, and I don't know if his point's been already raised this evening, um, forgive me if it has, but I just feel really sort of sometimes frustrated by the fact that he just leaves it to like 80, 85 minutes to almost to make a sub. And you're sitting there screaming that something needs to be changing. Take Kilmarnock, for example, they'll just lack that creativity. They just lack something, something to come on and change the game. Now, whether it be he's maybe looking at the de- the, the, the um Taking the, the, the all into the box to see whether or not I've not, I've not got anyone there to make a change, but surely just even fresh legs, like going and laughing on it like 82 minutes. Just thought like he could have been brought on about 60 minutes and really could have made something a little bit different, whether it be creativity, but even just fresh legs. So I was just interested to see the panel's point of view. Yeah, that. you're absolutely right. What you said in terms of Stephen Davis come on, I think around about the 83rd minute, and Lafferty come on with four or five minutes to go of regulation time. So. I take your point on board But you have to take it From Stephen Gerrard's point of view as well He may well be saying Right okay If I make a change here It might ruin the Kind of Dynamic And he's quite comfortable Where he was Trying to get the replay Going back There'll be people out there Shouting well he's a Rangers manager And he should be going For the killer one But He's obviously comfortable With the players that are on show um, But you're absolutely right You know If you're trying to mix it up Fresh legs He may well have done mm. it A little bit earlier Perhaps a wee bit sometimes the way he used to do things again I remember times I'd be screaming at the TV just saying like make a change fresh legs but I mean he obviously is, like knows what he's doing and I'm you just, just think almost like there must be something we can do 
like, because it was just, it was flat. I was that was the way I described the game on Saturday. It's completely flat. Nothing really, uh, nothing was sort of creative at all. So no, I was just, I was just mad, mad, yeah. I mean, particularly Alex, sometimes. Fans always want to see changes at that, at that stage in a game Sometimes the harsh reality is What you've got on the bench um, Try not to be too rude about this It isn't worth bringing on But that's not the thing with Rangers anymore Because they, they have recruited in January They now have they now do have options So maybe yeah. that's why fans like John Are, are wanting to see a bit more of those options coming well, on Well I think one of the things that Looking at the personnel And speaking to some of the callers tonight They, they were screaming out for support for Defoe Because you know as we said He's not that out and out number nine uh, Lafferty may be coming on a bit earlier mate. I gave him the support And may have created a few more chances You've still got young Middleton Where it was a possibility as well And uh, Stephen Davis for me Is just not up to speed at the moment He still needs match time And uh, so he's obviously threw him on But the one thing about Stephen Davis Is he has that craft In the middle of the park Where he can unlock mm. uh, doors But as I said earlier on You know you can nitpick about it But if he goes on to win the cup you know, you proven right And I think the key thing was to try and get them back to the Rangers Rather than lose the time Thanks to John in Hamilton Alex Ray's already been defeated And beat the pundit tonight Will he do any better on the full time <laughs> teaser? There's a bit of a goalkeeping theme to tonight's oh. question Oh dear We'll get the question up and running next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Get the result you deserve Talk to Thompson's.com Alex Ray and Hugh Evans here with me Gordon Duncan Still plenty of time for you to get your thoughts in After a busy weekend of cup action 01419511025 We are well underway in El Kesico Ross County oh. against Inverness It is goalless with 10 minutes on the clock All Cali Thistle As we await to <laughs> No it is not As we await to see who takes that final place In tonight's draw For the next round of the Scottish Cup Alex what you made of it so far The home side Ross County on top aren't they Yeah absolutely They have totally dominated Jamie Lindsay had a great chance from a corner And his uh, first touch was poor Dragging the shot wide But it's all Ross County at the moment that's because of your prediction, obviously. Cali yeah, just let them blow themselves out. Oh, is that, then, is it Muhammad Ali tactic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ro- Rope-a-dope. Sure. Rope-a-dope. Anyway, we'll keep you up to speed on anything significant that happens. Um, and then we'll be looking forward to the draw later, Hugh, because it could yeah. drop some what tasty ties. Gordon, is it I think it should be laughter? straight. Yeah, pretty much. It's going to be made by Billy Dodds and Big Rab Douglas. So there are plenty of uh, potentially interesting ties out of that one. Oh, that was a penalty, was it not? <laughs> He's desperate for information. You do realise this is radio so It doesn't quite work You're going to have to describe no, it as Clear case of handball There'll be retrospective action um, Yeah I mean You look at Partick Thistle are, are still in there Yes um, Which Thistle, is uh, a nice Dund- distraction From a, a difficult Absolutely. season Well that's four, four in, the, in the bounce For Partick Thistle Dundee United And then you also have Either these two tonight Inverness or Ross County What an odd weekend though For uh, for Partick Thistle You know they, they, they get into the last eight Of the cup They, they have a Good result of performance Against these five And mm. go bottom of the league again Because Falkirk got a win The cup sometimes Can be a nice distraction It can be an unwanted distraction St Mirren fans Let's hear from you Because not only has it been A miserable season in the league You then go out the, out the cup To lower league opposition Let us know your thoughts on that Let's hear from Gary Caldwell quickly No it was a difficult game Uh we knew it was difficult uh, without the conditions because uh, we know how good East Fife are, uh, but the conditions made it even more difficult uh, and it was a, a tough afternoon, but cup football is all about winning and, and we managed to win today and that was really important and the clean sheets is really pleasing as well. Anderson has got a couple of goals in the last couple of weeks. How important has he been at the, at the proper end of the park, the defending end of the park? He's an outstanding defender for me. He's... Uh, 
old school, I think, is, is the word to use for him. He, he wants to head it, he wants to tackle, he wants to kick it. I think a, a lot of young centre-halves should look at him and learn from him and, and how he plays the game, but he's been uh, fantastic since he's came into the club at both ends of the pitch, defending and, and coming up with a, a well-worked corner. I must say, Kersey works hard on, on the corners. Uh, we have different movements every week. And in, in their first few games, they were nearly coming off and, and now uh, they're coming off regularly. Hugh Evans has actually just <laughs> full-on celebrated an Inverness goal. I never thought I would see the day. Um, this is purely because he predicted them to win. They were up against it and Aaron Doran has just struck one into the bottom corner. Are you looking at Scott Fox? The yeah, goalkeeper yeah, Scott to do Fox better. is at, at fault there. But I worked with Aaron Doran's at MK Dons, talented kid, but... Took it well on the turn Good strike But Foxy and goals Will be really disappointed I've never seen you do a lap on In the studio I That, was, that we, looked like you were celebrating <laughs> Scotland goal at the World Cup That's how excited you were We Robbo and me Go back a long long way He's like an Easter egg with arms now But he's uh, yeah, Great wee guy And uh, always delighted to see him Do well So will it be Inverness Going through to the next round One of the other teams there Will be Hearts A happy Jambo Kenny very, very happy guys evening. Uh, t- just a quick one. Alec, I had to laugh. We, we, Jimmy earlier, he obviously didn't realise that you used to play for Millwall if he was going to kick you in the head and say sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, listen, we were uh, practising during the break there, Hugh, to see how high he got his leg up. Yep. We've got one, <laughs> one pair of ripped cords uh, there, Hugh Keevens, and a ripped hamstring. That's Alex Ray's. So, what did you make of your team yesterday, Kenny? Did he get his ankle? <laughs> <laughs> what did you make of uh, your team? No, I thought. Uh, Gordon, I was going to say that uh, I thoroughly enjoyed, I think, as uh, Hugh said uh, prior to the, the game on, at the weekend, uh, Hearts could either be in, in for a, an embarrassment or a, or a good result. I think you actually said for now, Hugh. Uh, I think it was a good wee game and it was it was good to see a lot of the injured players back again, you know, by Gucci and that, so I think it's all good. It's yeah. a professional job, wasn't it, Hugh? Yeah. As I said, Kenny, you know, if you go down to Auchinleck Talbot with the greatest respect to them, uh, it's a result that would live in infamy for Hearts for the rest of all time. Uh, so they, they got a professional job done, and you're right, Ikpiatsu coming back uh, is going to be a big thing for Hearts between now and the, the end of the season. But just a thoroughly professional job, and, uh, you know, Auchinleck Talbot can go away with their heads held high. They got that far. They, they gave a, a good account of themselves, but they're a junior team playing a full. Time professional team And that's the way it should be Stay where you are Kenny I just realised I haven't got the teaser Up and running yet So you two have got Even less time than usual oh, My apologies I feel confident Right Keith Telford has sent Tonight's question in The address he sent it to Is fulltime At Clyde1.com So please send your question in And we'll try and use them On the show um, Since Andy Gorham Left Rangers Can you name the nine goalkeepers With more than 20 Appearances For the club McGregor so since Andy Gorham left Rangers, can you name the nine goalkeepers with more than 20 appearances McGregor, for the club? Yes. So uh, I'll take two guesses from you, McGregor and Kloss, both <laughs> correct. Two guesses from you, Hugh Evans. Um, let me think about this. I'm having a think. Is that your thinking face? Yes. It's quite disturbing You can play along on Twitter At Clyde SSB Let's see if you can get them Before the guys Nine goalkeepers With more than 20 Rangers appearances Since Andy Gorham left Alex has got two He's got Stefan Kloss Is Nicky Walker And Alan McGregor Nicky Walker is before. not Yeah Too early uh, Kenny 
You've got a fairly decent cup record in, in recent years Hearts over the piece One of the most successful in the last so 10 to 15 years Fancy another cup run this year? Well, I'd, I'd love it, I'd love it uh, I never ever thought I would see I've seen people say the other day that They enjoyed seeing a cup win But the, the, the only claim to fame Up until 1998 Was which or not When the 10 and 60s angles <laughs> But uh, I thought that would be my pinnacle But no, I, I think it's great The here. It's a cup game, it's open to anybody and I think everybody's saying who they want in the draw but here, if you're going to win the cup you need to just play anybody you get it. Listen Kenny, I think Hearts can be a pest uh, to Celtic and Rangers on two fronts uh, Scottish Cup uh, should Rangers get into the last eight uh, they could be a pest if uh, you know if Celtic or Rangers are sent to Tynecastle or even get them at their own place uh, and in terms of the league you know Celtic have to go to Tynecastle before the month is out uh, So Hearts with the Ikpiatsu coming back And the other additions for Craig Levine They can be a team that has a big say In a lot of what happens now Fodringham and Neil Alexander It's that stage where you start to dream isn't it Alex And as yep. I just said to, to Kenny In relative terms we know that, that Recently Rangers and Celtic dominate our domestic competition So for Hearts to have won it three times in the yep. last What are we, 21 years Good going Good going isn't it Yeah well you'd like to think If they can get a couple of ties At home uh, So they get a quarter final And then the semi would be A neutral ground But um, if Hearts Could get somebody at home They would fancy their chances yeah, It's course. a very difficult place Their record at home Is really good And uh, they've got their full quarterback So they're very much In the mix uh, And also in the league They'll be looking to try And progress up the table Put as well Put it this way You'd rather avoid it I think the record with Stephen Naismith Is it 20 and 23 Something like that 20 wins and 23 When he starts mm. He's a big big player You'd for rather me. get Partick Thistle at Firhill Let's be honest I'll, no. say it, I'll say it again Neil Alexander and Fotheringham Oh right Did you see that Did I ignore yeah. you Sorry. Yeah. Neil Alexander Most people do Yes <laughs> Yeah but they, they mean it Mine was an accident Neil Alexander yes Wes Fotheringham yes So you've now got four Of the nine goalkeepers mm. Who've made more than 20 appearances For Rangers Since Andy Gorham left Johnny has come straight in on Twitter with a couple that you don't have, so you can play along with us. Give us your—I was going to say—give us your help. I won't—I won't let you help, um, but we'll—we'll we'll see how you get on. See if you can get them before the guys do at Clyde SSB on Twitter. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Haven't heard from any St Mirren fans tonight, Hugh. Um, I was—I was expecting a, a bit of disappointment. The—the the debate with a, a tie like that is how much of a shock is that to go out to, to Dundee United? I don't think it was any shock at all. Uh, St Mirren have looked defenceless for the the whole of the season. Uh, I think they're in serious trouble. Um, the cup would would have been yes a little diversion, but they are in serious trouble in terms of surviving in the Premiership. Uh, and they never really looked like beating Dundee United or even taking the tie to a replay. Uh, I, I just think that they are lacking in identity. The great St Mirren teams of the past, the, the, the Paisley could identify with its team. That one, for me, just looks characterless. I think when you look at the fixtures that are coming up, Gordon, they are away from home in the next couple as well. I think it's Aberdeen, then Hearts. It looks ever so difficult to try and get a win from somewhere, and that's five in the bounce, which they've lost. But Hugh's right in terms of trying to keep a clean sheet seems to be the biggest problem for them. And, you know, Simeon Jackson didn't even make it. Kyle McAllister didn't make it at the weekend. So you're just wondering where they're going at the moment. If you if you were to say to me, Gordon, where would you find uh, a, a sense of belief in St Mirren's chances? I wouldn't know where to start 
either in defence or up front, I don't see anything that would make me say, yeah, yeah, they'll survive. One of the toughest tasks in Scottish football is to predict what will and will not be dealt with retrospectively in terms of disciplinary issues. You're both, I think, pretty clear yeah. that you think Paul McGinn's yellow card will be upgraded. I, I was just disappointed because the McGinn family, uh, the three of them, as footballers, have been a credit to the game. And I thought that the, the challenge um, was oh, awful, just awful. And how Willie Collum could mm. imagine that to be a yellow card from the distance he was away from the incident is beyond understanding. And this is the bit that annoys everyone, Alex. Yep. If it transpires that Willie Collum did see it, he, yep. he saw it fully, he saw every bit of it, then then it, it won't be upgraded. This is the bit we've all the been bit, arguing over in the last week or so. The bit at the bottom of the rules, Gordon, where if he's seen the incident, but he, he didn't quite see the magnitude of it. It's, it's, exceptional circumstances is yes. why it was, was brought in. For the life of me, I can't understand why Willie Collum would not have seen that. And similar to the Alan uh, Power one, I cannot for the life of me understand why they have not been both given as red cards and uh, if they have seen it there will be no retrospective action so um, you know I think that's one of the reasons why people are perplexed at the moment Laurie's in Denison Hi Laurie Hello good evening Hello Hi Laurie uh, Guys I'd like to make a couple of uh, observations then I invite your response Firstly I think it would be fair to say that in the, the west of Scotland especially in football and matters uh, rivalries and allegiances are so deeply entrenched that it's impossible uh, in a court of public opinion to ever have uh, a, unanim- a unanimous verdict returned. Uh, and regarding the refereeing gaffes, and that seems to be the most topical subject in the programme over the last few weeks, uh, there's one thing I'm certain of, and that is whether it's VAR compliance officers our panels considering retrospective action, uh, there's always going to be conflicting opinions about decisions. Uh, t- to me, there's nothing definitive, conclusive, or incontrovertible, uh, all down to personal interpretation, because for every person on the planet, football or otherwise, perception is always reality. So actually, it's always going to be a never-ending story the panel's thoughts Yeah you're absolutely right uh, Everyone uh, Sees things in terms of Green or blue um, In this part of the world uh, And You know You can only offer your opinion the, the opinion that counts Is the referee to begin with And then Once the referee's made a mess of it It goes into the hands of other people But uh, You know No matter what uh, The weekend incidents For example uh, for me, Alan Power, red card uh, Paul McGinn, should have been a red card Callum Butcher of Dundee United Ought to have been two red cards For that, uh, so bad an offence uh, So that's my view Others will have uh, contrasting opinions But you're right, Laurie At, mm. at its core uh, In this part of the world Decisions are for supporters Colour coded I think it has been quite tough to, to keep up with I mean Stevie's just tweeted in Right at this With conversation Says power, is, power was booked So it can't be re-looked at It, it can, it, it can yeah. as, as we've been explaining And I know what That's the that's the sticking point That's the bit that people And we heard you know Fraser Wishart talking about it In the show Very much against it's it from like a, Re-refereeing a, effectively isn't it From a From a 
PFA perspective, yeah. Yeah, a lot, Laurie's right, and I think one of the things that you try and do is try and be consistent in what you're actually giving out there and call it as you see it. And I think that's what we try and do in the show, Laurie. But you're absolutely right. Depending on which side of the city you are, you know, you know, sometimes you're gloating because it's blatantly obvious what the outcome should be, but it hasn't been given. And uh, and then consistencies with all that's causing all sorts of havoc. And the, I actually think the whole system's causing mayhem at the moment. A good point well made from Laurie and Denison. How are you two doing on the teaser? Looking for nine goalkeepers with more than 20 Rangers appearances since Andy Gorham left the club. What have you got so far? McGregor, Kloss, Fotheringham and Alexander. Cammy Bell? Yep. Lee Robinson? Nope. Oh, well, here we go there. Put... Andy Dibble? Nope. Vaterhus <laughs> Yes So is that 6 of 9? I think so We'll yes. get the rest of the answers next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors A team that gets results every week Talk to Thompson's.com The final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard is upon us Hugh Evans and Alex Ray are here with me Gordon Duncan And they've got a bit of work to do on tonight's full time teaser So the question this evening was sent in by Keith Telford from Glasgow So thank you Keith for the question If you've got one It can be similar It can be completely different Just something that you think will tax the pundits Send it in Fulltime at Clyde1.com So tonight's Since Andy Gorham left Rangers Can you name nine goalkeepers With more than 20 appearances What have you got so far? We've got McGregor mm-hmm. Kloss Fotheringham Alexander Cammy Bell Vaterhus <laughs> Yeah So you've got six of nine Right We now wish to enter Lindsay Hamilton No Oh Charbonnet Yes Your pronunciation wasn't great But I'll give you He had it's 30 appearances So actually got seven of nine Theo Snelders No He doesn't count Because he He came whilst Gorham mm. was still at the club We're looking for guys That, that came After. afterwards Yeah I'm thinking The lower levels here oh. In the last couple of years <laughs> He's still getting nothing away mm. Let's see who's playing along on Twitter Andy Freedom has got I think all but one Margaret Ann Mitchell's thrown a good name in there for you um, Pro Eddie Lucian Soccer it's a, it's a, it's a, I can see where you're going but that's wrong I'll give you a clue then He said Jesper Christensen He's not on the list so don't worry uh, Paul Whaley's taking part Lots of good names coming in here Scott McFarlane as well Scott McFarlane's got one of the ones That, that you're still looking for I must say yes. Two to get you <laughs> Come on you. Uh, Bill- what, Billy Ritchie No What's <laughs> happening in the, the Highland Derby Ross County nil Inverness yeah. 1 with 32 minutes gone Alex Gardine had a great opportunity to level there gone, But he just couldn't get the ball out his feet And it was smothered for a corner But uh, game's very much open now uh, Inverness has obviously got a lot of belief from that uh, opening goal Yeah it certainly looks like that at the moment 32 minutes gone like I said um, What about the draw tonight Hugh? What, I mean, we, we touched on it earlier on any chance we get the, the big one for Glasgow? Well, there's got to be a chance. Obviously, Rangers would have to get past Kilmarnock. Let's yeah. not forget that, but uh, the draw would still be made. You know, I keep seeing Steve Clark's face. and you know, if you, Yes, if you if you rule out Kilmarnock, to be fair to the man, you know, he, he's he's beaten Celtic, he's beaten Rangers. Uh, since becoming the Kilmarnock manager, 
He has been a formidable opponent For both Celtic and Rangers So I wouldn't stand here There have been times when I have said A team has zero chance Against Rangers or Celtic Airdrie had zero chance Against Celtic in the earlier rounds of the Cup uh, Cowden Beef had zero chance Against Rangers But I would not be foolish enough To say that about Kilmarnock Even at Ibrooks. So I have to say Kilmarnock or Rangers And there are plenty of teams Aberdeen, Celtic, Hearts, Hibs Dundee United It's an old fashioned draw With uh, one of our friends from the Highlands To join us at uh, 9 o'clock I mean Partick Thistle would be the, the lowest ranked team Left yep. in the competition I suppose I mean is it as simple as that then Is that the the perceived favourable draw Yes don't, don't, No, no offence Partick Thistle fans yeah, I'm I mean, just going purely on to, to, Sort of league placing I think on their day Most of these teams would say Right okay If they come up against a, a Rangers or Celtic They would obviously want A home draw to travel to have Any chance at all Because yeah. if they, they draw any of them uh, Ibrox or Parkhead Then that becomes difficult If Rangers get through uh, But there's some really Kind of interesting you, Potentially you could have A couple of derby games as well The old firm You could mm. also have The, the Edinburgh derby um, But I've seen this over the years where the, the championship clubs get drawn against each other and potentially one aim could get into the semis, you know? Very true. Alec is a Celtic fan on the line. What's your point tonight, Alec? Aye, lads. I was at the, the game yesterday. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, Celtic were, were awesome. Uh, going forward, uh, with the pace that we hit teams with, uh, and it's amazing how that anybody in your team can keep up with. We all have buck when the boys in full flight. Uh, Scott Sinclair to get his hat trick. Uh, it's it's a funny one because you know, obviously he's not playing as well as he did in his first season, but yet he's still he's still there. He's still he's still getting himself in, into the positions, and uh, the icing and the cake was uh, was Bruni's uh, screamer uh, into the top mm. pocket. You know what I mean? Uh, looking forward to Thursday. I hope that Buck is fit. Just so that the boy, if anything, get gets a chance to experience a very special night. Uh, looking forward to Thursday, and let's be honest, you know, Celtic get into the last sixteen uh, Europa League. It'll be a bonus after the the way we, we we started off at the beginning of the season. Alec, let me ask you a question: as a deeply committed Celtic supporter as you are, what's more important, to beat Valencia or to beat Kilmarnock on Sunday? Beat Kilmarnock on Sunday. I think that's the answer that most Celtic supporters would give me. Well, what, what makes you say that? Because I mean, I, I don't mean to go purely on arithmetic, but it's a six, it's a six point gap. So you know, if Celtic lost the game, they they would still be. Yeah, top. I, I fully understand it. But for me, the Celtic supporters value eight in a row more than they do the last well, eight. Yeah, oh no, I'm, I'm sure they do. But my, my argument would be then that a defeat to Kilmarnock doesn't mean that eight in a row doesn't happen. No, but it it, it narrows the gap. And if uh, with Celtic still to go to Tynecastle before the month is out as well, and away form having let Celtic down this season, eighteen points dropped already, the equivalent of six defeats on the road for Celtic. So I think Alec has answered very honestly. I think Thursday night is a free hit. It's a sellout. It's a glamorous game. It's a chance for Celtic to get some European prestige, but. I think Alec has been fundamentally honest He'd rather have eight in a row Brendan Rodgers said something along the lines of Eduard is, is, is not up to speed after the game 
yesterday, Alex. So that sort of tells you all you need to know yeah, about absolutely. about who would who will play if they're both fit on Thursday. Yeah, I think Buck will most certainly play, and Alex right in terms of the pace and power which he brings to the Celtic team. And uh, as I said earlier on the show, I'm really looking forward to seeing how he copes with the level of play that he's up against, and uh, it's a different proposition when you're going up against top top players and. Uh, I don't think Valencia will have a high line like St Johnson did yesterday because, you know, with that pace, why would you give him the, the room to run in behind? So, looking forward to that time. Alec? I'll, I'll be there on Thursday. Uh, as obviously Shu says, it's a free hit, but you know what? If we do get by them, it's a massive bonus. But I think that, you know, watching the game on Thursday, one eye will be on Sunday at Rugby Park. You know, um, Laurie, the earlier caller who spoke about the way we perceive things to be in this part of the world, everything is about green or blue. And for the Celtic supporters, this is the equivalent of the, the, the question that can win you £64,000 on who wants to be a millionaire. You get a free chance to answer it. If you don't answer it correctly, you still get the 32000 you had. And for Celtic... That's the position they're in here it, They'll have a great night The disco lights will be on Everyone will have a great time uh, Celtic will enjoy measuring themselves Against a team from La Liga But the Celtic supporters In the main Want eight in a row Leading to ten If is humanly possible You've been obsessed with who wants to be a millionaire Ever yes. since your friend won handsomely on it Yeah he got 32,000 Yeah and he, he flopped on the 64,000 question Has he given you any yet? Not a scrap okay. Need to sort that one out Thanks to Alec on the line That'll be the final caller Because we've got work to do in the teaser Thank you to Keith for sending in Full time at Clyde1.com That's the address you need to send it in to uh, Nine Rangers goalkeepers With more than 20 appearances Since Um Andy Gorham left the club So what have you got so far? McGregor yep. Kloss Fodringham mm-hmm. Alexander mm-hmm. Bell Vatterhus Charbonnier Two to go Quickly Let's do it We're struggling uh, <clears throat> Would it have been uh, Someone whilst in the lower regions The last couple of years? Yes English goalkeeper Oh Alnick No oh, It's not a bad guess at all though. I mean if you've plucked him out This guy He's along that, along those lines, not quite as recently. He's a more experienced. He was older, is what I'm trying to say. His first name and his surname begin with the same letter. Andy Freedom has got it already. And his initials are S. Simonson, Steve Simonson. Steve Simonson, which means you're only one away, and you've not got that. I'm surprised you've not got this one. <laughs> I must say Well I've already pitched in with seven Yeah you've, you've done not bad <laughs> Come on no? Give us initials Come on The question around this guy would be Is he finished? Naomi Oh Anti Naomi He definitely is finished now by the way And so is the teaser Well done Anti Naomi That was the last one Full time at Clyde1.com Send your future questions in And we'll try and use them on the show Ross County nil Inverness 1 So John Robertson side in the driving seat to go into the draw for the next round of the Scottish Cup. We'll find that out tonight after the game and then we'll have all the reaction on tomorrow night's show from 6. So make sure you join us then. Thanks to Hugh and Alex. Thanks for all the calls and tweets. And in the meantime, stay where you are. Callum Gallagher is joined by Lewis Capaldi on tonight's show. That's up next.
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years.